Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. On this podcast, we dive into stories about Connecticut businesses. Downs Construction actually came to my school. And business leaders. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. We're shaping the future of Connecticut's economy. Welcome to the BizCast. I'm Amanda Marlowe, and today we are joined by Michael O'Connor. He's the Vice President for Dominion Energy's Millstone Power Station. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me on today. We are really excited to have you here today. We know that there's a lot going on um, in your neck of the woods, and we want to kind of get talk, talk about what's coming. Um, but first, let's talk a little bit about how you got to where you are. Are you a Connecticut native? I'm not. I grew up on Long Island. I came to Connecticut on a submarine. So I was uh, enlisted in the United States Navy. That's where I got my nuclear training from. And when I got out of the military, I settled here in Connecticut. My wife's from Groton, and we raised two daughters here. Uh, they've gone to college here, and they have jobs here. And, and uh, we've stayed in the town of Basra. So the, the water sucked you right in. It did. It did. <laughs> that's an interesting you know, way to get into this field. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, the Navy's got a great nuclear training program. Uh, They use a lot of nuclear power for propulsion on their ships. They're safe and reliable, and we've been able to translate that into safe and reliable operations in the commercial nuclear power business. And uh, along the way, I got to go to the University of New Haven and get a degree in mechanical engineering and uh, a stop at UConn for an MBA. Wow. So you've uh, really made home now, Connecticut. This is my home. That's correct. Uh, and so t- just tell us a little bit about uh, Dominion and, and Millstone. Dominion is uh, a large energy company in the United States, home ported out of Virginia. They're the regulated utility in the state of Virginia. And they also own Millstone Power Station. They acquired that in 2001 when we deregulated the state of Connecticut's energy system. And Northeast Utilities had a give up their generation facilities, so they were sold to another utility. Dominion was that utility. And Dominion is really helping power much of the state. We supply power uh, totaling about 50% of Connecticut's energy needs, and of course we're over 90% of Connecticut's clean power. And our mission is to reliably uh, produce nuclear power for our customers. It's got to also be affordable, and it's got to be increasingly green. And that comes with its challenges today. It does come with its challenges. Uh, Tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, what you're up against. So um, energy price pressures brought on by lower costs of natural gas uh, have caused us to make sure that uh, we can operate the facility safely and reliably. Uh, We only do that by knowing what the future price of power is. So we've engaged with the state of Connecticut and others to understand what our power uh, prices will be over the course of the next 10 years. Uh, we do have a contract with the state of Connecticut for uh, about half of our output until 2029. So you'll be here for a little bit. We will be here for a little bit, and then we're working on what comes next. So uh, again, we'll get to that point in the year where we don't we want to know what's past 2029. Our employees want to know what's past 2029. And then for any new people that are coming into the uh, uh, job market, they want to know what happens past 2029 also. And speaking of that job market, you employ quite a number of people. Um, Yes, Millstone has about 1,000 people on site, not nearly the size of the workforce of Electric Boat, but we've got a great work environment at Millstone. We have a strong mission to supply 2,200 megawatts of electricity and to uh, make sure that our two units, uh, units two and three at Millstone, continue to operate. Uh, That's our priority. 
obviously every company right now is is up against this workforce crisis. Um, you know, battling. There's a lot of other industries in the state, uh, a lot of engineers um, and, and different levels of talent. Tell us a little bit about you know what where you what you guys are experiencing and kind of how you're overcoming some of these obstacles. Well, most of the hiring needs come from making up for retirements. When the nuclear industry was born in this country was the early 70s and through the mid 80s period. And the people that built these plants and have operated them for so many years uh, are retiring at a particular rate and we seek to make up for that rate. Uh, we get a lot of people from the Navy. Uh, we got a great partnership with Three Rivers Community College. They have a two year nuclear technologies degree program. It's a great source of uh, workforce for the power station. About over 400 people go through that program. And we have some of our people that are adjunct professors there. So we have some great ties to the curriculum. And uh, they really learn what they need to learn to be an employee at Millstone. So that relationship for you is, is really key. It's very critical. We want to maintain and continue that uh, even as the state university system morphs around a little bit and right-sizes itself. That strong program will continue at Three Rivers in uh, southeastern Connecticut. That's located in Norwich. How long has that been going on for that relationship? Uh, almost over 30 years. Wow. So it's, it's, you're bleeding into the system for sure. Well, I don't know if we call it bleeding. <laughs> Probably a better word for that. But that's not the only source of employees. Yeah. Uh, Four-year uh, college degreed engineers can come work for us. Uh, but the thing about uh, nuclear power plants and engineering is we just don't need nuclear engineers. We need mechanical engineers and electrical engineers and civil engineers. It's a very large structure on the edge of Long Island Sound that needs to be maintained and operated. And we need all disciplines to do that. So when people think nuclear, I got to be a nuclear engineer, that's not necessarily the case. And I think, you know, nowadays it's always kind of getting that perception out of people's head early. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think we spoke about for you, you know, you it wasn't until you were with the, the Navy that you really started to think about it. Yeah, there was really not any discussion in high school for me uh, about nuclear power. It was left to uh, a recruiter in a naval station to tell me about the program. And it sounded like something I'd be interested in, so I went ahead and did it. Uh, we, uh, we and some of our employees typically go into high schools and colleges to do recruiting. Uh, we get good relationships with UConn and UMass Lowell, uh, Mass Maritime and uh, New York Maritime. Uh, all great sources of uh, people who graduate from college and are looking for a great work experience. And what kind of, when people come to Dominion, you have a lot of people that stay? We, we do have a lot of people that stay. Um, one of the benefits of working at the power plant is that uh, you might start your career in one department, but then uh, through learning and through work experiences, you can move to another department. So we've had people that have joined our operation uh, to focus on day-to-day -day operation of the plants. They stand watching the control room. We get them trained to get Nuclear Regulatory Commission granted licenses to operate our plants. And then with that knowledge and experience of operating the plant, they can do many other things, work management, maintenance, training, engineering. Uh, we have it all and people can move around. I like to say you never lose your last job at Millstone. That's great to have, be able to have so many opportunities, especially with the size of your company, that's possible. Yeah, the opportunities are there. And since we are an energy company that extends into Virginia, there's opportunities to work in our Virginia plants, too. Okay. So when we do recruiting for the from the Navy, we have four nuclear power sites that they would have opportunities to work at. And in terms of nuclear power, I think the perception about it has, has changed over the <laughs> years. Uh, talk to me about, you know, 
what that has been like? There was a large effort to build a lot of nuclear power plants earlier in the country's history. Uh, Three Mile Island had a uh, um, problem with their plant that caused a, a great consternation in the state of Pennsylvania. And several of the plants were put on hold for construction at that time. And really, the, the plants that were planned were built. The plants that weren't started yet weren't built. And then, then no further plans were made to build anymore. Unfortunate. But there was a lot of learnings that came out of Three Mile Island. After that, we trained people differently. We put different equipment in the plant to make sure that we understood uh, all of the indications that the plant was telling us. And we changed our procedures. And most importantly, we changed emergency response and communications with local and state officials. And the federal government uh, did them sing some things with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to strengthen that process. So much better process today. Uh, the nuclear energy uh, industry learns from itself and feeds back to itself what we should do better. So we continuously learn how to do our jobs better. And even after we all watched as uh, Fukushima happened in Japan during a tidal wave, uh, those lessons have been captured by our nuclear industry in the United States. And the uh, plants that are in service have lots more equipment to deal with, some unknown um, catastrophic uh, environmental damage that we didn't have before, but we learned from what they needed to uh, be staffed with differently at Fukushima. And we have that equipment available at all, all of our plants. And I think it's important to point out too that you know, you guys have been acknowledged even at the federal level for having such high safety standards for the practice, um, you know, that you've done. I, I know they've come out to your facility um, and really said you're doing safety is a priority, not just in what you say, but in also what you're doing. Can you talk about kind of throughout the, the station, how it how it plays? A role? Well, well, safety is our number one priority. And um, we've found that if you do things safely, it ends up being reliable and cost-effective all at the same time. We focus on nuclear safety, and that's following our regulations, making sure our plants are operating properly, and if there's any deficiencies, they get taken care of uh, so that uh, operators have what they need to operate the plant. We also focus on radiological safety, which is a component of, of a nuclear power generating station that other generating stations don't have. Uh, nuclear is special and unique. Uh, there is spent nuclear fuel there, and even after you turn the plant off, there's still some decay heat building in. So we have systems designed to take care of that. And we're mindful of the uh, dose field that we work in, and we minimize our radiation exposure. There's also an element of industrial safety. We want employees to go home in better shape than they came to work in. We watch out for each other. And even though we do a lot of industrial work at the facility, uh, safety is a personal choice. We want to make sure that every job is done safely with the right job preparation. The last area of safety is environmental, and since Millstone Power Station is parked right on the edge of Long Island Sound, we make sure that we have control of uh, the environment around us and we don't impact Long Island Sound. And in terms of that in employee safety, is that really something that comes kind of from the top down? So at every level, depending on where you are, it's, it's, it's kind of bred throughout? It, it is. It's a core value. It, it, it does come from the top down. It's a core value of Dominion Energy. And even if you look, listen to a Dominion Energy earnings call, you'll hear our chief executive officer, Bob Blue, start out his remarks with a discussion on how we're doing in safety. Yeah, and that's obviously so important because of, A, the perception, but also, you know, just moving forward that employees feel safe. Yeah, I think you can translate that into any job. And the business will operate better if it's operated safely. Great. And, you know, as we think about clean energy, um, nuclear energy, 
how are those two words tied together and where do you see them see it going? Well, clean um, describes the emissions part of our business. We don't put out any carbon, no carbon emissions, and we're not renewable. So there was a lot of focus on renewable energy like solar, like wind, like hydro, but we didn't really fit in renewable because it doesn't fit into those categories. But the goal was to have a clean energy grid and we do fit into that. So it's because of the lack of emissions. What do you think needs to happen to, to be able to continue to, to stay relevant, to um, continue to you know, be putting out this much power? Um, we need to continue to maintain the plant, operate it safely. Uh, that's somewhat rooted in the cost of energy. If, uh, if there's a, a lower cost energy source that's preferred over nuclear, and right now there isn't one, uh, but if the market prices are driven too low, uh, then we couldn't afford to maintain the way we operate with the regulations we have. Uh, we pay into a decommissioning fund so that the plant's taken care of after we stop operating it. There's uh, on-site security requirements uh, to ensure that the site's protected from uh, outside threats. Uh, there's regulations based on our equipment availability and our performance levels that you don't find in any other industry. Those are not bad things, but they're, they do add to the bottom line. Certainly, and it's really kind of staying part of that conversation to make sure that you can continue to, to affordably um, increase power. Reliably and affordably generate power in an increasingly clean way. How has that, that relationship with, with Waterford uh, has been an important part of, of your history here? Tell me about the importance of working together. Well, uh, Town of Waterford uh, and Millstone have almost been synonymous for the entire time. There was uh, an old quarry that somebody thought uh, would, would host the first nuclear power plant in the state. That would be Unit 1. It's very deep. It serves as the outlet for the cooling water that we use from the plant. Um, interesting fun fact is the Statue of Liberty standing on granite taken out of that quarry in Waterford. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of uh, our employees live in Waterford and East Lyme. And along the way, uh, the town and the station have worked together uh, to make sure any citizens' concerns are addressed with how we maintain and operate the plant, uh, control the traffic, uh, what, what's done at the facility in the future. Um, we pay uh, a third of Waterford's property taxes. So I think they've gotten a lot of value in that. And we've, we think we've been a good neighbor and we have very good communication with the town. Yeah, certainly. And like you said, you're employing so many people that, that live there. Um, so that's that's an important relationship that seems to have kind of only gotten better over the years. It only gets better over the years. Now, as we kind of, you know, come to a bit of a close, you've been in this position. You've worked your way really from the ground up. Um, you've had a long career. I have. <laughs> um, you know, moving around within the company. What are some of the things, you know, maybe I know a lot of leaders have been particularly challenged the past couple of years. Is there anything that you've, you've learned, anything you really stand by as a leader? Um, you stand by your core values. You have to make decisions. People don't like it when nobody makes decisions. And you have to talk to your employees. If you don't have the communication, uh, then, then um, people can lose their way and be unsure about the mission or be really unsure what does leadership want. Uh, we want people to operate a nuclear power plant and we want that done in accordance with our procedures and we want it done safely. And uh, every, every year I talk to the operations staff about their responsibility to put the plant in a safe condition when needed. If our procedure calls for us to shut the plant down, we shut the plant down. 
So I think they, uh, they need to hear that from their leadership. And uh, they're watching us. They want to see how we do business. And then they'll emulate that. So it's very important to be in touch with the workforce itself. And then the workforce has needs too. And if you're not listening to what the needs of the workforce is, then um, you'll, you'll not do the right things for your company. In terms of your core values, have those kind of stayed the same or have they evolved a bit over the years? I would say our core values at Dominion, uh, safety, ethics, excellence, embracing change and being one company have stayed relatively the same for a while. Um, they fit into the, the, the way we do business. Uh, the one that was added uh, last was the part about embracing change. And we did that because we want people to think differently. Some of our business uh, for safety reasons, for efficiency reasons, demands innovation. And as technology evolves and there's more innovation available in other industries, uh, we've allowed our, our employees to go seek those out and propose those suggestions here. So you'll see increased use of cameras and drones and submersibles to do the jobs where we might build scaffolding and climb tall ladders or put divers in the water or go closer to, to where safety might be infringed than we otherwise would want to. And there's been a lot of great ideas employed to help us out with that part of the business. And it's employees that have come up with Absolutely. ideas. Absolutely, yeah. And is that through just open communication or um, support you know, on an academic basis? We constantly advertise uh, innovations desired. Uh, we've, we've held uh, regional spark tank discussions, kind of like Shark Tank, but for innovation ideas. Okay. Uh, we've rewarded employees that have come up with beneficial practices. And uh, uh, there's a bit of a contest environment uh, associated with um, making sure that the innovation chain keeps moving. We also have uh, people that work in innovation. So that's their full-time job to go out and take innovation from one part of the company and use it somewhere else. So I'm sure it's those other guys that like to say, oh, hey, Mr. Innovation Officer, here's my idea. That's right. Uh, it, it creates for a, a fun environment. It does. Too. It does. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. We really appreciate you being here on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen, like, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and let us know if you have ideas for a future podcast. And as always, for a full list of episodes, head on over to cbia.com.